Hey everyone, it's John from Vintas. Uh, when I was editing this episode, I realized that at some point, uh, Joy's audio seems to have dropped out. It feels like it was way toward the end. So all of a sudden, when Amrita starts talking about Holly bushes, then that's where that's where we lost Joy, and I think she's the one who brought that up. <laughs> so anyway, uh, try not to be super confused, uh, and that's why you don't hear Joy at the very end signing off with a uh, narrow page either. But uh, anyway, here is uh, episode 46, now without the weird overlapping audio, and also, sadly, without a little bit of joy at the end. Welcome back to the Narrow Pod Between Pages, where we read the narrow road between desires page by page and talk about it. This is page 47. Page 46 is a picture. Like Farsa Never Dead or The Folding King? That brought Bast up short. Where did you hear about The Folding King? He asked without meaning to, his tone one of genuine surprise. Kostrel grinned wickedly. What will you give me for an answer to that question? Bast rubbed his face in disbelief, then touched his forehead in a gesture that mimicked a formal bow despite the fact that he was sitting cross-legged in the grass with a woolly sheep embroidered on his pants. Some of the Feyen folk are like that, Bass conceded. The way you hear in stories, strength of arms or charms or tricks that put an arcanist to shame. But some are powerful in other ways, like the mayor or a moneylender. His expression went sour. A lot of those types, they're not good to be around. They like to trick people, play games with them. Some of the excitement bled out of Kostrel at this. Sounds like demons. Bass started to shake his head, hesitated, then made a vague gesture instead. Some are very much like demons, he admitted, or so close as makes no difference. Are some of them like angels too, the boy asked. That's the end of the page. I'm Joy. I'm Forever Then. And I'm Amrita. This is a weird page. Yeah. That's stuff I've never heard of before. New things at the top of the page. So many new things. The Folding King brings me back, brings to mind the um, that vintage coin um, that breaks in half. Uh, you could fold it and it breaks in half. Uh, I think Theta Calanthus, I think, is the one represented on the coin. I don't know if that means anything, but that just came to mind. And curious, you know, you fold, fold a coin. Yeah, right a vintage round might be related to the folding king, or a bit it's clearly it's, significant. It's yeah, I mean, folding king because Bast is surprised that he's heard about it so much so that he's not able to hide it. I don't think we've heard of Varsa Never Dead either. No, that's a that's a first for sure. Varsa. Yeah. But but you know it's a you know so so Bast is going on and and saying it it's like he's starting at the the good end of the spectrum, and as he continues and he goes on, it becomes darker and darker and costral. Is starting to uh, 
to ter- to feel less and less enthusiastic about the information he's receiving. He's he's almost becoming frightened by it because it's curious to to contemplate the difference between someone who has the power of strength of arms versus the power that is wielded by a money lender or a um, mayor. What do you think, Amrita? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking that it's strange to me that he puts the mayor and the moneylender into these uh, demon-like fae. Uh, like he compares them to the worst of the fae that he can think of. Um, you know, in, in the main books, we've seen um, some good mayors, like who aren't necessarily evil in any way or corrupt. And... Um, I don't think we know much about the mayor of nowhere, except that um, in the lightning tree, I think the daughter of the mayor comes and asks Bast for some favor or something. But we don't get any indication before this that the mayor is not a good person. So I'm surprised that um, that they're here in this comparison. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Joy. I uh, just wanted to note, in case you don't have the book in front of you, that this is Mayor, um, M-A-Y-O-R, and not M-A-E-R, like the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, I meant the mayor of nowhere, the town. Right. I just, um, assuming when you start- read it out loud, you can't necessarily tell the difference. Right. The listeners can't know if we're saying mayor oh, as Mayor Alvaron versus right. mayor, mayor. I know you can read. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I forgot that some people may not have the book open in front of them. Actually, I'm curious. Did you guys ever listen to the episodes of Page of the Wind while reading the book simultaneously? Because I did that. I think like once or twice I did. I Never. So that's Never. just a weird me thing, maybe. Uh, I really I, liked reading along did, with them. Did you? Cool. That's so nice. I love that. I was always <laughs> yeah. just like riding the subway or something. Yeah, for Ooh, me, it was yeah, always... Yeah, that's like, true. Most of the time, if I was at home and I had the book, then then I would do it. And you could read along. I, You know, it, it definitely helped ground me also, when, you know, because when I feel like, you know, because reading is working, right? It's an active pursuit. So when you're reading, it's you're ingesting it differently and then having reading along with someone, you just feel more involved in what is being, so it sets you up better for the conversation is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I do have some, another point I really like would like to talk about. Um, This is kind of, this is something that's been on my mind for a while, actually. So they often talk about demons in this world Right. But anytime a demon is brought up, so it's like demons exist, but they're never defined. And we never have any sense of what a demon actually is. Like, was Incanus a demon? Or, you know, I, I don't know what a demon is in this world. Well, I, know what I the guess. Are. I guess if there's any demon, it's definitely Incanus, right? Well, he'd but, be like um, the demon, think- right? As far like, as we know, for like real world world stories, everything that gets called a demon is really just like a fae creature or a rare creature. Yeah, my like, impression of demon in this world is that it's just uh, mythical. 
that that um, you know people talk about them uh, as if they might exist, like the way people in our world may talk about ghosts. That's the picture that I got. So they call the Skrael a demon. They call the um, Dracus a demon. Right, but the Dracus, I mean, it's sort of, um, it's not true that it's a demon, right? Like, um, quote, sort of put, does a Mythbusters on that one. Right, um, so that, that's, that's why I rare. get, yeah. Right, that's a rare creature. And then we get the Skrail, which are maybe a fake creature? Maybe? Yeah. We're not sure. But the thing is that Bass confirms that there are demons. It says here, you know. Some are very much like demons. Is that a confirmation? Yeah. That's a good that it, point. Is that a confirmation it, that demons exist, or that they're or that, like the or, idea? Or, oh, right, or that. But then it's, everybody has this generalized, like we all know what demons are. Like you have to point to something to be able to say, "Well, that's a demon." And Bass says some are very much like demons. So it's like they, you have to agree upon something. You know, it has to be an agreed upon description of the concept whether it be abstract or an actual thing yeah if i say well that's very much like a unicorn we all know what a unicorn is even though there is no such thing as far as i know what (laughs) no don't do that to her (laughs) shattered I liked uh, near the top of the page where Costal uh, is just bargaining the whole time. Like he's on his toes. Bast asks like a random question. Where did you hear about the Falling King? And immediately he says, you know, what will you give me if I tell you the answer to that question? It's great. He's, he's, he's playing an A game. And we would be remiss if we did not comment on the artwork on the page there. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it seems there is a hand wearing a tattered sleeve of a shirt reaching for Selim tincture. Oh, you think to... it's teaching for it? Yeah. I thought this was referencing when he puts the book into the like the crook of the branch or whatever and then gets his little bag of emeralds out from the hollow that's also in the picture. Having read Lightning Tree recently, we know that Reich is um, the one who purloins the book. Oh, oh! you know what? I didn't even go there, but you're absolutely right. That makes a lot more sense. This is like stealing the tree. Yeah, uh, the so that, that's some foreshadowing. Uh, sorry, my dog is uh, having a little cough attack. I hope it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, okay, yes, yeah, but yes, that's, a, that's some foreshadowing uh, there as to what what is to come. Uh, here, but I think what Bass, it said in this book earlier is that interesting he day the book that, in like a branch, and no then he took to his embryos out. He left where he, where he from left a hollow. And, um, from a hollow. Yeah, <laughs> this is fascinating for the listeners. Yes. Hey, you wanted a deep no. dive. You're getting it. <laughs> But I thought it's cool, if, yeah. like if this is literally Very simultaneously so. happening, like while Bast is yeah, negotiating with Costas, um, right? is stealing the, the book. This is a cool way to indicate that with spines. a picture. I think Precisely. it said that Bast put the book in 
and we will tree, indicate uh, you. Tree. Ooh. Oh yeah. Towards That's another narrow page. Narrow page.